Welcome to a life-transforming message from the Potter's View International Ministry. Our messages are heaven-breath, Holy Spirit-inspired, and destiny-changing for the transformation of individuals and society. As you listen, may you be blessed and positioned to take your place in life and be prepared for eternity. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to thank everyone for coming tonight. And I hope you've been following our series, the Audacious Faith series. I believe God is raising up a new generation of people in Pottersville. And maybe I should begin to see what God is about to do. Amen. Amen. Many times, people, I want you to begin to see yourself not as members of Pottersville, but as what? That you are the church. Amen. Amen. Whenever you go anywhere, you should see yourself as what? The church. You are the church. Pottersville is the place you come for recharge. Mm. But you yourself, you are what? You are the church. Whenever you go anywhere, your life must mean that darkness must disappear. Amen. 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 So you are the church. One day we will talk about who you are to this generation. And I'm believing God that God will raise up a new a new group of people in, in, in this church. Amen. People that will be destiny changers. Amen. 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 People that will change and reform society. Amen. Are you not tired of what you are hearing? Policemen are the ones dealing with what? With drug barrels. Hmm. So who is protecting who? Oh, Nigeria has gotten to a place where even the government is afraid to take decisions. But the Bible says, they that know their God shall be strong. Hello. I always like this analogy, Lagos analogy. You know Lagos analogy? Everybody will be mad until there is now mad traffic. <laughs> then people will now come down and say, how do we resolve it? I'm believing God that a new generation of people that will resolve the impasse, the long jam of this country. I'll be back here. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, one of the things that's come to my mind, <coughs> as we started the, the, what they call it, the faith series, is the fact that God, I want, I want a new generation of people, and I want let's begin to share from this moment that people that will see the sick and they will lay their hands upon the sick and the sick will recover. Is that what Jesus said in John chapter fourteen, verse twelve? He says, "Greater works than this shall you do." What was he talking about? He was talking about you. He said, "You will do greater works than Jesus did." And what were the things that Jesus did? Amen. He says, the one who believes in me will also do the works that he do. And he will even do greater works than this. Do you know that if we don't do beyond what Jesus did, then our death, our, our salvation was a fake, was failure. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Say, when they ask you to answer five questions in the exam, and you answer two, can you pass? No. no. You must do better than Jesus did. What did Jesus do? Everywhere Jesus was gathered, he did certain things. Hello, sir. Can I build your faith up in such a way 
that you are the answer to the generational problems that Nigeria has. When you wake up in the morning, when you see trouble, the trouble you see is because you have a solution. If you don't have a solution now, it's because God is praying for the solution. I've told you, if you get into a room and you see that the place is on, uh, it's not well arranged, it's because God has called you to the ministry of statistics. The person that God has called you to sound will not see the arrangement. He will hear the sound. the sound they will be hearing. Oh, this sound, this person is uh, what do you call it? It's not good. You know, I, I do what they call it. I do this, uh, I send this, the, uh, this what they call that thing on podcast. Then somebody who hears the podcast was always saying that I don't like the sound of your church instrument. And he said someone, he said, I don't like the sound. Everybody will be listening to what the person, what I was saying. The person was listening to the sound, the sound the person was listening to. Because that's what God called him to become. Now the question is, what has God called you to be? Now you must become what God called you to be. I'm telling you today that you must begin to see yourself that you're not ordinary. Jesus said, "What well, greater works than this shall he do. Do you believe that? Yes, sir. Is Jesus a liar? So, are you doing greater works? Yes. If you're not doing greater works, then can you start now? Yes. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Our scriptures for the series. <coughs> Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Now, faith is the reality of what's so for. The proof of what's not seen. Verse 2. For by it, our ancestors were approved. I love the translation that says, by it, our ancestors obtained a good report. That's three. By faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. Hello, sir. What your future will be, the materials of your, of your glorious future, it's not seen from things that are visible. Amen? Amen. So what is seen has been made from things that are not visible. So your future will be made from things that are not visible, even if you are not a Christian. For instance, if you're not a Christian and you are you 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 are living a wayward life, it will determine your future, true or false. You have seen it, but by the things you are doing, you will, you will create your future. So the things that are seen are always the result of the things that are not seen. So how do we make everyone obtain a great report in life? I told you before, when your report is full of red, what has happened? It means that you didn't do well, true or false? The question is, are you actually doing well? Am I doing well? Is the church in Nigeria doing well? Are we doing what God expects us to be? Are we, not, are we not supposed to be the place where we're supposed to be solutions to the world? I shared with everyone by pain when, when coronavirus came out and churches were were, 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 were trying to hide, were trying to shut themselves, say stay at home. When Jesus was alive, was the Bible not saying that and the power of God was present to heal all of them? Was that what happened? And he said we do greater works. So where is the power to heal to to heal everyone who was sick? Where was the power? Mm-hmm. Oh, we thought the church was supposed to be a motivational center. The church is a motivational center. 
All the church supposed to be an entertainment center. The church is not an entertainment center. I have told you before, worship is not for men. It's for who? It's for God. If you're enjoying worship, you should, you should not be enjoying the music. You should be enjoying the process of sending music to God. Because if you enjoy one, that means that the worship was meant for you. Mm. Are you the one that took the worship? Oh, I didn't enjoy the worship. Was it meant for you? <laughs> Were you the one that was is being worshipped? Mm. Say so you are lifted. He let him be lifted up. Oh, I enjoy. You can enjoy the process of your worshiping God. The worship wasn't meant for you. We bought the instruments so that we can worship God, not to worship you. You know the church has actually been worshiping men. Yes, We've actually been bringing men. Oh, come and enjoy worship. Come and enjoy worship. Then even the person that we're worshiping was not present. Because you cannot worship God our man. So by if the elders obtained a good report, today I want to speak to us about something. It's called what? The battle of faith. Last week. When we started this week, we said we, you could either have uh, what is the name of this guy? The Abraham's faith, or you could have what faith? Who is the other person's faith that you can have? Thomas' faith. Abby? So Thomas said, I will not believe until I see. Trust us. So Thomas was driven by what he saw. But Abraham was driven by what? By what God promised him. So I asked you a question. I'm asking again. What's driving you? Is it the things you are seeing or what or what uh, or what God promised you? How many of you remember what God promised you when you go through what you are seeing? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Do you know that if you look at the Bible, all the times that there were storms, Mark chapter 4, Acts of the Apostles chapter 27, look at Mark chapter 4. The Bible talks about the fact that there was a storm. And the Bible says, no, Acts of the Jesus was asleep. True or and you know what the disciples came to meet him? He said, care not that that we perish. You know, most times you doubt God if God actually cares. That's the reason why you're going through a storm. You're asking God if you actually care for me, would I go through this? And if God actually cares, how was God asleep? Why would God look as if God is asleep? Although we know that the God of heaven can neither sleep nor slumber. He says, and he himself was in the storm instead, asleep on the cushion. And they are waking myself to him, teacher, care is not that way. You know, if you if you if you if you think God does not care, you will have anxiety in life. But if you know God cares, what will happen to you? You will be confident. There are two questions that I believe that every believer must ask yourself every time. Do you think God cares? Do you think what? God cares. Because if you think God does not care, then you cannot, you cannot rest upon him because he doesn't care. Can you love someone that doesn't care? Can you put emotion on someone that doesn't care? Oh, it's like, it's like, it's like you're wasting emotions, you're wasting pain. Oh, he doesn't care for me, so there will be no reward for the care. So a lot of us, and I believe that that's the question everybody's asking themselves. Does God actually care? When you're going through a storm, the question you're going through that if God cares for me, then He will not allow me to go through this storm. He will not because He doesn't care, and that's the reason why we get anxious. We get we, do, we don't have your, we don't we don't put our hope our trust in Him. 
Praise the Lord. So the first question, which I found out is that does God care? And I really want to ask you, do you think God actually cares for you? Amen? Amen. Do you think God cares for you? Yes. Are you sure you think God cares for you? Yes. Huh? Yes, sir. You are sure you know God cares for you? Praise the Lord. You are sure God cares for you? Yes. Amen. Amen. So, he wants to ask himself, say, do you think God actually cares? And the second question is in Acts of Apostles 27. I think, and the Bible says that when they were in that storm, and the storm was so, was so bad, and Paul said that they should have courage because I believe he who has spoken. That tells me that in every storm, you will lack courage if you don't believe him. Praise the Lord. As of Moses chapter 27, he said, Do you? And Paul said, Oh, the angel of the Lord appeared unto me last night. Whose I am? And he said unto me that you will not die. Now, so the angel brought him information. Are you listening to me? Yes. He brought him an advanced information that, look, you know what? You're not going to die. Uh, that's, I think it was that, um, 20, 35 or something. The angel of the Lord brought him advanced permission. He said, look, Paul, you're not going to die. These people that are with you will not die. But every other person that was going through the storm were all afraid. They were all scared. Why were they scared? They didn't have the information that Paul had. True of us. They didn't have us, the information that was Paul had. What information did Paul have? Paul had the information that the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and told him, Paul, you're not going to die. Hello? And on the basis of that, what did Paul do? Paul said, ladies and gentlemen, please have courage. I believe. Question. You and I will lack courage because the battle of faith is the battle of the things you are seeing and what God has spoken. Amen? Amen. The battle of faith is what? A battle of what you are seeing, what you are feeling. You are actually seeing the storm. You are seeing everything going wrong. And the other thing is that how can you believe God when you are seeing something that is different? How can you believe God when you are seeing something that is what? That is different. Oh, the Bible says that Abraham, what did Abraham do? Abraham saw that his body was dead, but he didn't consider it. It wasn't what he was seeing. It was what? It was what God had promised him. Hello? The battle of faith is always whose report are you going to believe? Whose report are you going to believe? This morning, a friend of mine, who is one of the pastors, senior pastors and leaders, <coughs> sent me a text. I spotted this on people. And he did, he was talking about the fact that when Bishop Yeniko wanted to marry his wife, he went to meet her. He said, where am I going to? He said, I don't know. <laughs> what would I become? I don't know. The only thing I know is that I know who called me. And they said the woman followed him. And the woman followed him. They didn't have food. They, they didn't have food. They didn't have anything. And the woman was still there with him. Hello. Many people would have said to the woman that, are you serious? That Are you mad? Is that not true? Yeah. Don't I say, are you mad? Because what their eyes are seeing will be what? Hmm. 
telling them that this guy cannot become anything. Else. In fact, the way they even put it to me, he said, Oh, the lady was in OAU. And the guy was where? Was in Polytechnic when they met. Now, if you know OAU, you know that OAU students are very proud. They carry themselves with grace. Believing that they are the number one university in Nigeria. Or even Africa. But the amazing thing was that, oh, somebody who he was thinking of going to get married to was a polytechnic person. What was it to her? It meant that she wasn't driven by what she was seeing. She was driven by something else. And that's the reason why, no matter what happened, she still stayed. Now, a lot of women that will have looked at that man and said it would never amount to anything, would not fly the helicopters the guy is flying, would not fly the planes he's flying, would not sit down as, as the first lady of the ministry as she, as she is doing. Why? Because they are driven by something else. Praise the Lord. I remember that story because one day somebody came to Pottersville, listened to this story, and he saw us, he said, ah, this was the way Winners Chapel started. At right over before they expanded. So I hope you understand what I'm saying. I said yes, sir. Because he was really by not what they were seeing or what God has said. Question Romans chapter 10, verse 17. He said, Faith comments by what? By hearing. Hearing by what? The word of God. What has God said to you concerning your well-being, concerning your life, concerning your health, concerning your prosperity? Say unto the righteous, he shall be what? Well within. Hello? I do not care what happens in this world. I know concerning the righteous, he shall be well. Praise the Lord. Nigeria may be on stop. Nigeria may be in every kind of situation. But I know that the Redeemer lives. So when I look at God's word, I see these promises for the believer is such that I just need not to look at the reality of what's going on the ground, but to look at the promise, the person, the character of him who has promised that can he lie? Who am I for him to lie to? And he said in his word, say unto the righteous, he shall be well with him. Oh, he also said that he is your shepherd. That means that what? That you will never lack. So even if your bank account is written 0, 0, 0, 0, Oh, Rikasakari by Shekhe Baba. You know him as Jehovah Rohi. Yes. Mm. One way or the other, lack will never come. Amen. So you're not driven by your account, you're driven by what he has said. Hello. That's the reason why men are thieves in Nigeria. Because they have to think for the future generation. Whereas what you and I need to agree is can we hear what he said concerning the future? Because the day you and I hear what he said concerning the future, you will know that he who is able to keep the future will bring it to pass. Do you know that when they gave Abraham things to steal and uh, to take from the land, he said what? He said, I will not take this thing, otherwise you will say, I made you rich. You know why? Because God had told him that he would make Abraham rich. So he didn't want man to take the glory. He said, otherwise you will say you are the one that made me rich. He said, don't do it. The reason why Christians cannot say no to, to, to fraud is what? It's because you think that is the fraud that will make you rich. Whereas it is 
the integrity of who has promised you wealth that will make you rich. Hello? Don't you be, so we were listening. Oh, they were saying, and they said, that a man said, I will come and meet you after Juma service. Oh, so how can you be thinking of committing crime and you're worshiping, you go to worship God after you finish worshiping, you go and commit. It's like somebody saying that, somebody tell a harlot, I will meet you in the hotel after Sunday service. <laughs> the wife of a Sunday service. <laughs> eh? <laughs> oh, God, I will go there. Bless. Someone wanted to send me something one day. He said some street girls were speaking in tongues that God should bless their business. Lord. I said this how they just told Nigeria. They just told the world. Praise the Lord. But God said, by faith, the elders of the report. You see, look, let me tell you something. I want to look at something in Deuteronomy chapter 2 now. And the Bible is talking about the fact that no matter what God promised you. There's always a process that which you are going to contend for it. Yes, sir. And you contend for it. They are telling the heavens that by his grace that God is able to keep his word. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So what has God promised you? Yes. Look, let me tell you something. Every single one of you here tonight, listen to me. Online, everywhere you're listening to me. God has promised you well well-being. You're going to be well. He said the blessings of Abraham are yours. I've never shared this with you. Maybe I've shared. I don't know if I've shared it with you, but I'm telling you that every time I ask people, I say, "Why are the wealthiest people in the world?" They tell me, "What the, the Jewish people?" And I say, "No, that's wrong." You know, we're supposed to be the wealthiest people. We're supposed to be the believers. Why? The Bible says we have a better promise, which is established upon better, a better covenant, a better covenant established upon better promises. So, very simple. If you buy a boot that has automatic, has everything. Four, four wheel, everything, and you not buy a better, newer version of the car. If the if the car does not have what the old car has, is it a better version? No. no. So you car will have what the old car has and more enhanced version. That's the reason why people would like an iPhone 13 instead of an iPhone 10 because it has a better enhanced version more than what iPhone 10. If iPhone 10 can do something that iPhone 13 cannot do, it, will you buy it? So why do you think a covenant that was passed can be better than a newer covenant? So God has given them a covenant. I, I'm telling you, that's the reason why, do you know that if you want to watch Z-World, the enemy is not bothered. If you want to watch CNN, the enemy is not bothered. If you want to watch five hours undiluted premiership, the enemy is not bothered. But try to pray tongues with the Bible. Then you know the enemy. You, then you know what. It's not my reason, no man. It's not, because the day enemy knows that once you get the word, faith arise. He knows that once you get the word, faith will arise. Oh, he says, I will not die but live to declare the glory of God. It's a word from God. You will believe it. No matter what the doctor's report says, he says, you just say, I will not die. I will live and declare the glory of God. And one way or the other, you'll find out that life comes back to you. Because why? You believe the report of the Lord. Hello, sir. I do not care what the enemies have said. I do not care what the wind is saying. I don't care what the storms are saying. But your tomorrow shall be alright. Amen. I do not care. Look, let me tell you something because I know who wants tomorrow. 
We're not anxious about tomorrow because we know our Redeemer is alive. Yes. We're, not, we're not scared because we know He who cares for us is alive. He cares. And we know His report. His report says that we're, that we're healed. His report says we're free. His report says that we are more than conquerors. His report says that it shall be well with us. Oh, His report says that we will see the end. That's the reason why we fight for that faith. So it's a faith that does not believe all the things that he's saying, but it's believing the reports that God said. What has God said to you? Bishop Eudipo's wife, all she had was what? That God said, it shall be well. Where? I don't know. Then I remember this morning when I saw it. When they asked Abraham, Abraham, where did you go? I don't know. But I know who is taking me somewhere. I know. I know many people will think that when you are when you're in faith that you're a mad person, you're not a mad person because your faith breaks upon the integrity of someone who has promised you who cannot fail, who cannot lie. That's the battle of faith. No matter what you are seeing, no matter what, Abraham, Abraham was seeing all kinds of things on his body. But he, he believed God. Hello, sir. Paul said, I believe God. I believe God. Not I believe in God. He said, I believe God. God cannot lie. The battle of faith is that I believe God. You believe God. No matter what circumstances are saying, just know that you will never be ashamed. No one in this church shall be ashamed. In the name of Jesus. I said, no one in this church shall be ashamed. You know why he said that? He said, he has not called you to shame. He has called you to glory and to virtue. Is that what he said? He said, he has not called you to what? To shame. He has called you to what? To glory and to virtue. Because he has called you to glory, that means that you will never be ashamed. In nothing shall you be ashamed. It's God's word. So when he looks as if shame is back on him, you say, ah, I know that I will not be ashamed, child. Standing upon that cause, for just think that this just happened. Yes. Ashamed will not come. I remember Pastor Deboe said one day, oh, they were in their house, they were, they were sitting, and that they didn't have food to eat. And they were just saying, that God, you said I will never be hungry. And one girl came. He said, my mother said, I should bring food to your house. Hot for the day and big. They said, are you sure? He said, yes. He said, ah. he said bless your mother. They sat, as, they, as, they, as the man left, as the girl left, they sat down, finished hot and pounded them. By the time they finished it, the girl came back and said, that was not the house I said, she ah! <laughs> Oh, God has said that you will never be born. The how is God's responsibility. He will figure it out. Somebody will make a mistake, that's the person's responsibility. Wow. As long as you are concerned, He will meet you at the point of your need. They finished it. When they finished it, I, I just finished it like this. The man came. The man came. I said, No, that was rock house. Uh, so I said, What I said, so, Praise the Lord. Let me tell you something. You will never be stranded in life. You will never be stranded. When God is taking you to, you will never be stranded. No man will take the glory over your life. Because you serve the Redeemer. You serve the one who made the heavens and the earth. Deuteronomy chapter 2. Our time is fast spent. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 25. Say today I will begin to put the fear and dread of you 
of the peoples everywhere under heaven. That's your, that's your, that's, that's the word to you. He said, I will begin to do what? He said, today, I will begin to do what? Put your fear and dread of you on the peoples everywhere under heaven. Can I begin to say to you, this information is available to everyone here tonight. That your fear will come upon me. Let me ask you Maybe somebody else that will listen to this message that God is speaking to. Amen. He says, they will hear the report about you. They will tremble. And they will be in anguish because of you. Men shall begin to be afraid of you. Say today. Verse 26. He said, today I will begin to put the fear and dread of you on the people everywhere. Everywhere. Under heaven. Any place under heaven. So I send messengers to offer peace. Praise the Lord. Now, my translation says, rise up, take up your journey and pass by the river Hamon. Behold, I have given you thy land. See how the Amorites, the king of Eshmon, and his land. Begin to possess it and contend with him. He said, begin to possess it. Whatever God has given to you, begin to possess it. You know why? You have to contend with them in battle. The enemy does not want you to get it. That's the reason why anytime you want to hear God's word, it becomes what? A tough thing for the enemy to do. Hello? It's easy for everyone to do anything on Wednesday night. Tell them to come to church. You will know that the enemy contends with them. How do I know? Have you not seen that every time that there is holiday or Wednesday, they will still not come? So it's not because of holiday, you work, work, have you? Yes. It's not just work. When you want to visit, because for that's when the sleep will come. How come you have never slept watching that seminar? <laughs> have you slept watching that seminar? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I watch Arsenal Leicester. I watch Chelsea. Oh, man, you. There's someone said, he said, he said, the God that asked Arsenal, I took the program to Manchester United. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Church, let me end by saying to you that the battle for your faith is a battle for whose report would you believe? Would you believe the storms that you are seeing? Or you believe the integrity of the person who promised you? Who said that your future is okay? Who said that you will never be ashamed? Who said that you will see your children's children? Who said concerning you that there shall be no unbarren in the land? He said concerning us, he said, no shall lack their meat. He said concerning us, he said, there's nothing too hard for the Lord to do. That's he whose report will believe. We believe this report that says that it shall be well with us. Amen. We believe this report that says the path of the church shines brighter and brighter to the perfect day. Amen. It means that our days are always getting better. Amen. No matter how fast the year runs, our days are getting better. Amen. We believe the report of him who says that you will not bury your young ones. Amen. He says that, that the rod of the wicked will not rest upon you. Amen. He says that the horn of the righteous shall be exalted. Amen. That's the person whose report we believe. We believe this report Amen. that says that your tomorrow shall be all right Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe the report of him who makes you an ambassador of Christ. He says you lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. But as you, whenever you say anybody has recently, one day, I mean, in December, I went to your house. 
and you told me that somebody had corona, I told the person, come, 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 come. They had an opportunity to prove the Bible is true. And the girl said, ah, that the, she came from America. They, no, they said we should not talk. I said, go punish the people that said we should not talk. Come, let me touch you. He said, he said, he said you shall lay your hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Hmm. In fact, the fact that the one that the girl told me that day, he said he taught me the scriptures afresh. Hmm. I said, it's not to pray. He said, lay the hands upon the sick. Oh, if, okay, yeah. did God know that some sickness are uh, infectious? Hmm. Why did he say lay your hands upon the sick? He could say speak to the mountain. But for sin, he said, lay your hands upon the sea. Mm-hmm. So I said, lay my hands upon you in the name of Jesus. And they looked at me. And as I was going home, it dawned on me that every member of Potter's Bill should be like this one. Everyone, not one pastor. Look, in Potter's Bill, there is no superstar. Everyone is a superstar. Mm-hmm. You, everyone will be the one that is the church of Christ mm-hmm. for this generation. Mm-hmm. Everyone will hear from God. Mm-hmm. We're not the people that you will hear away from the pastor to hear. No, 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 no. Everyone will hear from God. Amen. That's why God must speak to you yourself in the name of Jesus. Can we rise up? Our time is past. Have you been blessed tonight? Yes, sir. The battle of your faith is whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe the report of God? Or are you going to believe the report of the enemy? Amen. Amen. So whose report will you believe? The report of God. Whose report would you believe? Oh, whose report will you believe? We hope you've been blessed with this message. For more of such life transforming and destiny impacting messages, follow us on all of our social media handles on Facebook and YouTube, Pottersville. On Instagram, the Pottersville Church. Thank you and God bless you.